you know, understanding what brings value um, in this world is actually a really challenging problem to think about. And it is not as clear as what we sort of assume um, when we start sort of investigating what value actually means. And I want to talk about that today. So, um, if you don't know me, I am Professor Dave Massack. I'm Associate Professor of Innovation Strategy and Entrepreneurship. And I created this whole reciprocity project to give back as much as I possibly can. There's so many people that help me out that I wanted to pay the favor for it to help you out. So, um, you know, there's lots of ways to define value and how to think about value. And, you know, probably... You know, we could think about it in terms of value of making you feel happy, utility that that you give. But, you know, another way to think about value that a lot, a lot of people think about is, like, does this thing actually, um, you know, are people willing to pay for it? And if that's the case, if people are willing to pay for this widget, this service, whatever, um, you know, if it's valuable, they should be willing to pay more for that. Um, you know, the more valuable something is, the more that they're willing to pay for that. But, um, you know, this is sort of thinking about markets, per se, right? So we've got buyers and sellers on either side of this particular thing. So if there's a large number of buyers um, and a few number of sellers, and um, people perceive this thing that they really need, that, um, you know, they're, they're, they're willing to... Pay for a lot for this thing, but it's not necessarily all that um, intuitive and easy to think about that, right? So, in a market sense, that sort of makes sense in terms of thinking of of a diamond. Um, you know, lots of people want a diamond. You can't manufacture diamonds. You know, the, or you can't pull diamonds out of the ground very easily. It does require some work, um, but it's it's not entirely like know clear when we think about value in terms of um you know people's occupations or careers or things that they're working on right so um i think my my garbage person that comes and picks up my garbage is extremely valuable and she isn't that many people that would be willing to do that right so it's very valuable because they come and pick it up and make my my home not stink uh, because they're picking up my trash. And there's not a lot of people that would be willing to go from house to house to pick up trash. It's actually a, kind of a, a, a tricky thing to find people to, to fill that position, right? Like, you might think that it would be easy. But, um, you know, it's like picking up somebody's dog poop or trash or whatnot. It, not everybody is willing to do that. Um, so... You know, thinking of it in terms of supply and demand don't necessarily always work out in that circumstance, right? So there might be a larger number of people that don't really care, um, but trying to find positions to fill these or people to fill these positions is often sort of a tricky thing. Um, it's the same thing as like an unpleasant job in a factory, for example, right? Like um, working in a meat processing plant really not pleasant and yet we have to find people that are likely outside you know non-residents for example that go work at some of these some of these jobs um and so it's it's challenging to find these things and yet the job itself is not necessarily um you know we don't pay a lot for these things 
so it's it's not always clear to think about what it means, um, you know, what value means. We often, and another sort of good representation of thinking about value is is um, you know we we all trade um, based on a piece of paper or some form of metal, and that piece of paper or that that form of metal doesn't have any inherent value in it. In fact, the inherent value of, of paper is, um, you know, maybe less than a cent. But we all know what a dollar bill looks like, and we're all willing to exchange this thing for a dollar bill. And so what we have is a, a very tricky puzzle that's not easy to solve, um, where everybody agrees upon what a dollar bill is, we sort of know what it looks like, and everybody agrees upon that there is some inherent value there, and we determine what that value is. It's challenging to get to, you know, how we actually understood what that dollar bill is valued at. Um, there's a whole lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes. It's not clear to sort of understand this, right? So a dollar today is not worth a dollar tomorrow. Um, there's things like inflation and deflation. There's all sorts of things to sort of understand this. And, and that is somewhat of an easy asset to understand, right? We've got, a, we've got this green piece of money um, or wherever country that you're from, right? Like a coin. We all sort of know what this coin looks like. We know what it does. All of those kind of things. And so it's easy to understand what that is. But how do we value other things that are not as easy to interpret, right? So, um, you know, you might think of a large physical asset of some sort, right? How do we value a car? What what is it that we actually place the value on with a car? This is a really complicated piece of technology that you cannot build yourself. Um, and if you tried to build it, it probably wouldn't do a very good job um, if you built it by scratch. And so having it is very valuable for a lot of people because you need this thing to move from place to place, but it still has some sort of you know set dollar amount to it that we determine what it is. And in fact, it's probably a steal of a deal. Um, you know, any vehicle's a steal of a deal if you look at how challenging it actually is to build these things. Um, you know, that's a simple thing, right? That's, that's a pretty simple thing. But how do you value um, the love? How do you value affection? How do you value, um, you know, evil? Um, how do you value hate? You know, all of these kind of things are are really challenging to sort of put your fingers on. And it's never clear on what the right answer is. We can come up with different sort of tricks to, you know, measure or substitute to measure various different things. Like, um, you know, what is the, what is the, the uh, value of, of hating somebody, well, you might sort of look at adding up, um, you know, the, the total amount of cost that you're willing to pay to not to be around that particular individual, right? And, and that might be sort of, that's how you evaluate hate, um, for example. But, you know, does that actually 
does that represent value or does that represent that particular thing that well right we have we we have a lot more that goes on behind this the scenes and what it actually means to to hate somebody it's not just about the economic value of it it means many different things that are going on behind the scenes in terms of what it means to actually sort of form this belief that you actually hate somebody and under what circumstances do you hate this person or love this person sometimes you you hate somebody because they're being really annoying but then you really love them right like siblings or family members for example um you know you would go beyond um, a lot of us would go beyond what would be unreasonably expected with a family member um, to sort of sacrifice for some somebody but they might be really damn annoying and we sort of hate being around them right so understanding where value comes from and um, you know how we make sense of this is very much a social process it's very much sort of social constructed um, and there's no easy answers to what value actually means. So, you know, coming up with this sort of easy answers of, and, and I've sort of, you know, I fall prey to this sometimes, it's whatever the market demands. Um, it's not always the case. There's, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes in terms of what the structure of what we think um, is appropriate. You know, a classic example of that is I go to... McDonald's um, and I pay for a hamburger, I don't tip anybody. But if I go to a fine restaurant, I tip them. Um, why is it that that employee that's at a fine restaurant in North America actually gets tipped and the, the restaurant employee doesn't? There's, a, there's the same amount of value in terms of the food, the nutrition that you're getting, um, but there's you know social context behind why we actually do that and we understand the world and why, what is um, appropriate and what is not appropriate. So, um, you know, don't get... Don't get um, tricked in terms of understanding what value is and sort of simplistic notions of what it is. It's a heck of a lot more complicated than simply, you know, supply and demand um, curves. And, and once you start teasing it apart, there's a lot that goes on terms of what it means to value something and it seems to be it's a it's a central question that we as as strategy people sort of grapple with and um it's never clear in terms of what that answer is so um with that give me a thumbs up or leave some comments on the pod um check out all the other social stuff but i absolutely appreciate the fact that you're here and uh, I find you very valuable. Anyways, take care.